Straight Talk Uncut. What's up, everybody? It's Tellus. Back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this episode is being recorded on August 15th, 2016. And the quote for this episode goes like this. If you can't explain it simply, then you don't understand it well enough. Again, if you can't explain it simply, then you don't understand it well enough. And that's by Albert Einstein. So, um, when I saw that quote, it reminded me of something that happened over the weekend uh, on, on Friday. Or no, no, Saturday. Saturday morning, right? So, I just get a ring at the door. Someone's at the door, some solicitor, somebody's selling something. Uh, we always get either kids selling something or, you know, these, these, uh, these, these roofers after, after we have like a heavy rain or, or hell or something like that we get these roofers out here you know knocking on your door i used to have a no soliciting sign but it fell off so i need to put one back up because shit gets it just gets annoying right so this guy shows up and um and we have one of those uh we have a camera at the front door right that you can also that that also has audio so i answered the door on my from my phone you can answer from your smartphone and you know just uh, i saw the guy he's standing out there with a clipboard you know i watched him before i even answered he's standing out there with a clipboard and he's like looking up he's like looking up at our fucking uh gutters and like like he's doing a, a an inspection or something so i'm already i'm already like my 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 hostility just starts to peak because it's like, okay, here's this sales fucking bullshit, right? Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, it's so annoying. So I asked him, you know, I'm like, can I help you? He's like, yeah, I'm with Honeywell. So I'm like, okay, how can I help you? Well, I'm with Honeywell. And, I, and I'm, I'm thinking like, did I schedule something? Like, honey, like, what, what? Honeywell. So if you wear Honeywell, I know Honeywell doesn't do roofs. You know, if anything, if 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 I had ordered like some upgrade to cable or something, I know maybe Honeywell would have something to do with that. You know, maybe they uh, because I know Honeywell makes some of the the cable boxes, and they have something to do with some of the equipment the cable company use. But I'm like, well, why is he looking up at the roof, and why is he looking at the the gutters and the overhang what you know so i was like uh we okay so i'm like what do you want he just keeps saying that i said okay i'll be right there so now i'm pissed so i go i go to the door i open the door i'm like yeah how can i help you like what 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 do you need you know and he starts stuttering and first of all like i said i'm the only (laughs) i'm only my family like the only black family in the neighborhood so he, he looks and then he gets surprised. You know, this big six foot four black dude shows up at the door and then he's like, his whole strategy is fucked now because he wasn't expecting it. And that may sound dumb, but no, it's not. I, I get that all the time. It, it's so obvious when I answer the door, the way people react, the shit is obvious. The only people that don't, don't, that don't react like that are really kids. 
kids don't give a shit. They just trying to sell cookies. But when it's an, an adult, even like the Jehovah Witness uh, religious people, when they show up at the door, it's the same reaction. Anyway, so so I I asked him what does he want, and he starts stuttering and stammering, like, and and I and, and so and I just I just lose it because he he's like stuttering and stammering. I'm like. I'm like, so I like, I, I do my fingers like, dude, get on with it. What, what do you want? <laughs> and 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 I'm not, I'm like getting hot, like, I'm getting, I'm getting enraged because this dude shows up to my door and he's just spouting out, I'm with Honeywell, and I know he has a sales pitch, and I just blew it out the window. Then he just starts laughing. He just automatically just starts laughing, and then I just get pissed, and I said, dude, what is funny? I was like, man, get get out of my, get out of my yard, get out of my house. Get out of get out of my off my off my property, and then he leaves right, and and my blood pressure is boiling that this guy just shows up like, you know, and and he didn't even have anything to say, you know what I mean, and so it, it, it reminded me of that, and and this is why it reminded me this this quote reminded me of that, and this is why, when you have and this is the whole thing I hated like when I was in any kind of sales. When they had a script, well, the script can only be for so many circumstances, right? And I always hated like the script because the script didn't give you any knowledge on what it is you're selling. You know what I mean? But but it always goes to um, follow your script. The the that that's like the first thing. The first thing should be know your product, know what you do. That way, you don't need a fucking script. You walk up like when you build your confidence and you know what it is that you're selling in the most in the simplest terms to to be able to explain it to the to the layman. That's how you that's how you build confidence. And of course, I learned this as you know I've been I've been in so many uh, selling scenarios. I sold insurance. I sold cars. Uh, I, I sold <laughs> vacuum cleaners for one day. And, and the reason why I stopped selling vacuum cleaners, the reason why it only lasted one day, that's probably my shortest sales career, was because of the script. They never taught us about the fucking product. And and uh, and this what this you know this is of course before like the internet is what it is today. Um, but but as I as I got um, you know as I started going and got older and stuff and started because I really wanted to be in sales. To overcome a lot of the, uh, I, I can't remember why I read it. Read it, but it was like uh, if you want to get over uh, having a hard time approaching people, get yourself in like a sales position or uh, some like some like MLM. You know, like even if you think it's a scam, it's gonna give you. It's gonna you're gonna learn how to network. You're gonna learn how to um, build that confidence in. in build that confidence in uh, being able to approach people and it did it totally did and it wasn't that I, I I never had a confidence lack of confidence of approaching people it was just that I didn't have any what's the word like tact like I, I was too blunt with the way I approach people like you know what I mean so I wanted to be able to have a have a cushion to be able to cushion the way I approach people and um 
and the way I and the way I got through that was when I when I started selling cars. Uh, this is before real estate, and I started learning the product because it was something I actually like. I actually like cars. The same with selling houses. I actually like. Uh, I, I actually I like I like houses. Period. I like architecture. I didn't I didn't like selling people's houses so much because simply because of the people. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't like selling the selling because when you're selling a car, the car is the car. Especially when you're selling new cars, you can't ch you can't change what the dealer, what the uh, manufacturer did to the car. But with a house, unless you're selling new models, people do all sorts of shit to houses where they think they're improving the product. And so that was that that's what made selling houses. Uh, hard, but the the one thing I did was I just learned the product. I never had a script when I was selling cars or when I was selling real estate. I never had a script. I just knew the product. I just I just you know knew the product. So when this guy showed it to my door, talking about he's some for some fucking Honeywell, it just pissed me off once because it was like you show up to my house and I ask you a question. And, and, and you, your answer is, if I, when I ask you, how can I help you? Your answer is, I'm from Honeywell. What is that? That's nothing. That's, first of all, that's, that's rude and insulting when you, when you approach somebody, when you come up to somebody's house like that. You, you don't act like that. You know, it's like, that's just like, um, me, me going to a fast food restaurant or any restaurant and then and somebody come take my order yeah how can i how can i help you can oh may i take your order yeah i'm i want food okay so yes sir uh how can i okay what can i get for you uh, I, I want food i'm hungry what that's the it's the same thing as this guy i'm from honeywell what the f but so so i ended up getting rid of that guy and my kids was, I, my one kid, my middle kid, she always she 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 like has this weird thing to where she understands when I get frustrated because she gets frustrated in the same way. But it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those things to where it's like, man, I you know, like I hate it happen like that because they saw it and they pick up on it <laughs> and like yeah, that was that was another way I could have handled it, but. I was past the point of trying to trying to be uh, be a little bit nicer, you know what I mean? I could have I could have handled it, but it was just the it was, it was like the heat of the moment and whatever. So so yeah. So if if you can't explain something simply, you're gonna you're gonna be like that guy. You're gonna look like an idiot. You're gonna look like a maybe he was there for a really valid reason, but because he couldn't get it out, he couldn't explain what the, what the hell he wanted. Why, why was he knocking on my door on a Saturday morning at like nine o'clock? You know, it's like, I, I don't want to hear you. The same thing with creatives. When someone asks you, like, I, I can't remember what it was when, uh, it was some, some training I went to about photography, right? And it had all this bullshit about, and so when someone asks you, what do you do? You don't simply say you're a photographer. You say I'm a, you know, it's like all these big, long, drawn out, and and I never liked it. Like, no, I'm a, I'm a photographer. And then if they want to know more, I can say the specifics. 
of what I photograph and stuff like that. But no, nobody wants to hear some bullshit, uh, overindulgent answer about what do you do if you're a photographer. If you're an accountant, you're an accountant. You're not like a I'm a I'm a creative of futures or I'm a financial future strategist. I don't want to hear that bullshit. You, 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 it's keep it in the simplest terms. If they want to know more, then you you go into to depth about what it is. You know, like I've never been a fan of this overcomplicating uh, thing. And so many so many times I've heard over the years of titles, like you you want to set yourself apart from other photographers, so. You don't simply say you're a photographer. I'm an image maker, and I used to do that type shit. You know, I used to, when, when, you know, when I would uh, put like a, uh, you still may even see it somewhere on, on one of my like subtitles on my websites or something like that. You'll see these uh, indulgent uh, title headings instead of just saying photographer or you're a writer or you're all this other stuff, man. Just it's, the world is already complicated enough. Keep your realm of it, uh, your your little small micro universe. Keep it simple, you know, and and know what it is you do, and be able to, to explain it when someone wants more information. That's, you know, I I, I think a, a lot a lot of times. Sometimes I think um, that's that's my biggest fault, but one of my 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 virtues as well. Like I, I can't I can't stand when when stuff gets complicated. Like I can't stand when something that's simple. Even when I'm doing it myself. Even when I I'm like why am I why am I complicating this? Like you know just just keep it simple. It, it's easy to do, especially when there's so many different ways of doing things. It's easy to to complicate it. Um. Like I told you guys, I've been I've been working on my beer rig, and uh, and, and and I found myself complicating it because, I, in all essence, beer is to make beer. It's it's just like making soup. It's not, it's 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 simple, you know. But but we make it complicated by adding in um, adding in a lot of things that so we can reproduce our results. Which is valid, and that and that's really what I was going for, you know. I'm, I'm going for like, but still, even with that, it doesn't take a lot to, to be able to rep reproduce your results, um, if you document things well, you know. That that's the key. If you document things well, um, you you can you can duplicate your beer without all these complicated systems. So like when when I see some of these uh. Uh, different podcasts when they're talking about the different forms of yeast and you know these these uh these quote unquote beer geeks man they can go in the same way with anything the same way with um I was I was looking up scanners uh film scanners this weekend and I found this website it, I, I I didn't even know that talking about scanning film can get so complex and so complicated I was like wow. And to have the patience, for someone to have the patience to build like a, he built, I can't remember the name of the, the, the website, but he had, he had a website and a download, downloadable PDF, pretty much like a little, uh, a little book about scanning. And it was on one 
pretty much one scanner. He was just comparing this now uh, old scanner, uh, Epson Perfection 4990. Uh, he was comparing that to uh, the, the 4870, which was the previous, and then the one that uh, came after the 4990, which was the V700. But the dude went so in depth in it that you know when I when I went through it, I was looking up the 4990 because you know he pretty much came to the conclusion that uh, if you if you have the 4990, I can't remember how he ended it. If he, no no he was saying if you have the uh, if if you already had the 4990, should you upgrade to the V700? And it was pretty much a no. So I was like, okay, well, since I don't have either, and the V700 is like anywhere from five to six hundred dollars, and the 4990 is anywhere from like ninety to two hundred, you know, let me start looking up the 4990. But um, how did I get on scanners? Anyway, my my point about that whole thing was, yeah, keep it simple. Start simple, and then and then like like branch out. With anything you do, with with with, um, with anything, start with the most basic thing, the simplest form, the simplest version of it, and then learn more. But still, keep the the cusp of it simple. And if you need that other information, you have it. You have that knowledge. It's like uh, you know how they say, you know, when you when you go to college, you get your degree. As soon as you graduate, you forget everything you learn. You know what I mean? Like to go back to the basics because all that other complicated stuff is not going to matter in the real world. So, anyway, I know I went on a long, a, a long rant about that, but um, yeah, to anybody who who sells and who, who still knocks on doors and shit like that, like you, you gotta know one thing. This we're in a new time to where that is not as um, normal, you know, to to door knock. And even though you're hustling, you know, I appreciate your hustle, but when you do do that, like man, be ready. Like the best, I, I think I told you guys the best sales pitch I ever had. Someone coming knocking on my door was this kid. I think he's he was 12 years old. That man, that kid. There was nothing I could say. That kid knew his product in and out. But when he first started, he started simply. And I thought, I was like, oh, here we go. So I, I, I was ask, I was actually trying to get out of buying something. So I was like, oh, you know, um, <laughs> we don't, I can't remember if I use, we don't eat a lot of sugar here. And he was like, oh, you know, no problem. I got some sugar free. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, we, we got some, uh, some gluten allergies. Oh, no problem. I got that too. I was like, and they just laughed. And he was just like looking at me like, what What you got? What else you got? I, I'm ready. I know what's in this box. Like he didn't even, oh, matter of fact, the box wasn't even open. The, um, he had a little Tupperware container. He had it closed the whole time. And, but he was telling me exactly what was in it and what he had. Like he knew it. And I was like, and I ended up telling him. I told him like the reason why I was buying something. I was like, dude, look, I'm buying this because of you. I don't even eat candy, you know. We don't we don't eat like that stuff but i'm telling you this i'm buying this because of you man you know and i and i wanted to make sure he knew and i even told him i said you know we have i said i get adults grown men come to my door that don't have what you have you know 
and I and I really wanted to make it a point to let him know that. And, and when he left, I told my kids, I was like, man, I wish you guys would have been would have would have saw that kid. Like, I, I don't know who taught that kid or who trained him or, or whatever, but man, that that kid, that's like one of those when I you know in ten years, twenty years, when I see this guy's a billionaire, it's like, man, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> you know, like not surprised at all. Um, so anyway, um, what was I going? All right, so so my projects that I that I have going on. Um, somebody emailed me because I was trying to debate on how I was going to do my YouTube channel, and he was like, uh, "Why don't you, for all your different, you know, just have one channel, but for all the different things you do, just just have it in a title. Like you can you can have like two three basic things, um, you know, that your that your channel is about. You know, whether it's beer, photography." working out you, you can name each each episode depending on the main subject um, you can you can have that in the title that way the people who are inter interested in beer making they'll watch that people that are interested in photography they'll watch that and you're not wasting anybody's time and you know they know what the episode is going to be about and I was like simple easy why did I think of it why, you know, why didn't I think of that so that's the, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna keep one channel, and then just be real specific on the episodes I do, and then um, and then title them depending on what the subject of the, of the episode is. And then you know who knows down the line, uh, I may get tired of vlogging about a specific subject, and and just you know let it die off, and then just just uh, keep up with whatever I'm talking about. And that way. You know, I'm not trying to manage multiple channels. Because I was helping my daughter with her YouTube channel. And, you know, I, I haven't been on the back end of YouTube. And I can't, like, well, since I started helping her. But before that, it's probably been 10 years. You know, I'm on there daily watching videos. But as far as creating, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't created anything for YouTube forever. So a lot of things change behind the scenes, you know. So, um so I didn't want to be managing multiple multiple channels and uh, and so that was a good that was a good tip and I think I'm gonna run with it I, I may do like name each episode like uh, if, if it's gonna be about a camera be like uh, photography journal one or you know if it's about workout you know, workout journal two or beer you know be like home brewing uh, journal 15 you know what I mean like that and so uh, that way when people see the um, see the title they, they can they, they would know what it's about and then if anybody interested in learning about another thing that they really want interested in they have they they can do that they have the opportunity to do that or not or just you know uh, tune into the to the uh, topics that they're interested in so I was like all right that's, that's plain and simple that's that's an easy fix that's an easy way to do that so um, so now I just need to start creating the content. Um, and I think I'm just going to start off by using my Note 5. I, you know, I'm just going to start out with that. I'm not going to go out and, uh, the only reason why I'm not using my K3 is because it doesn't have autofocus. You know, and it, 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 it probably, you know, it, it's going to do that weird where it's trying to, like, where I have to be, ex like, still in a, in a certain spot or I go out of focus. 
Uh, and that's another thing I, you know, I haven't really done a lot of a lot of video with uh, with my K3. I've I've done a little bit. Uh, so so yeah, that's that's the fix for that. So what else going on? I'm on day 15 of my uh, ketosis. Uh, weighed myself today this morning it was like 182, so that's a three pound gain from Friday. <laughs> and I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, I, I think that's just you know that's just how it works out because I didn't really do anything differently. Um, you know, I'm still on a diet. I didn't. I didn't uh, I'm, I'm just gonna chalk that up to muscle mass. That's what it is. Because uh, I did. Do some, do some heavy. I've been doing a, you know, my tour days. I do heavy in the evening, so of course, of course, I'm gonna gain some more mass. Uh, but this morning, due to a little, I don't know what I did to my back, neck, shoulder. I'm not even sure where where the little there's a little pain somewhere, but it's like in my uh, like trap area. So it's hard to tell if it's my shoulder, my neck. My back is like right there in the traps to where it's hard to distinguish where it's actually coming from. So, only thing I did this morning was just walk on the uh, treadmill. I didn't do my daily 12. Uh, but this evening, I'm, I'm going to try to do a, uh, a second workout. And, um, you know, just so I can stay on task. I've been trying to do a tour a day, like twice, twice a week. And it's easy for me to get it early in the weekend at least one of them early in the weekend then the other one i mean weekday then the the second one like friday or saturday so uh, i think i'm gonna do this this workout i tested saturday from athlete x this, this is a youtube channel called athlete x um it's this kettlebell swing workout that i tried uh, i tried late Saturday, and I only did like three rounds. I think in the I think in the uh, YouTube channel he did like five rounds, but it, it's a killer. It's a killer if you're doing it right. If you're doing it with the right amount of weight, it's killer. So I only did like three rounds. Like I said, it was late in the day, um, and and you know I I, I just went down there because I was kind of restless and I was like, all right, well let me go let me go do a little workout, and I saw that one. And uh, so I went down there and tested it out. And I think that's the one I'm going to do this evening. I'll probably do that one twice this week. Just so I can. Because when I was doing it the first time, I didn't have my form exactly right. So I, I maybe was using, I was using a 35-pound dumbbell. I don't have any kettlebell. So I was using a 35-pound dumbbell. Um, so I may have been using a little bit. I may be using too much weight. So I may torque it down a little bit and then see if I can get more rounds, like five rounds. Uh, so, so that's it with that. Um, let's see what else. Oh, so I, I, I listed one of my K3 bodies. I listed the one with the most actuations on it. it had ten thousand six hundred some actuations, and uh, <laughs> and my wife saw it on there because she got some stuff. We always sell stuff on eBay. And she's like, you selling a camera? I was like, you know, so I had to explain that. You know, I was like, yeah, it got 10,000 actuations on it. So, um, you know, this is the time to sell sell one of them because 
you know they you know with digital the value don't go up so you know well we with with stuff like that period the value don't don't go up but at least you know when you buy in vintage cameras the value pretty much holds steady you know you know what i mean like if i buy if i buy a minota auto cord for 160 bucks i can pretty much probably sell it for 160 bucks you know even if even if i'm selling it 10 years from now i could probably get 160 bucks for it um you know, when you buy these no longer made vintage cameras that's in good condition, as long as you take care of it, it's, it's, it's still it's still good, you know? So, but with digital, you know, once that counter start ramping up, it, it's losing value. So, I, you know, I figured, yeah, uh, especially since I'm trying to get a scanner and, and you know, I'm trying to get this, this project I'm doing, I'm trying to get it rolling to, to where I'm working on it like daily. Um, and, and and I'm just trying to get all the pieces, all the parts together and, tr and getting all the distractions out of the way so I can just roll with it and stay in it, stay, you know, stay focused on it until I'm done with it. So, so yeah, I got 1K3 online for sale. Um, I already know like what I want to get for it. Oh, I'm selling a battery grip with it as well. I'm selling, I'm selling the body battery grip the the bg5 battery grip um and then two third party batteries you know of course along with everything that initially came with the k3 um so so that's you know see how that goes um and i'm still you know i'm, I'm not buying any more cameras right now until i'm done with my project but if i come across a a uh, uh, Pentex 6.7 or, or a Mamiya RB 6.7 I'm going to have to pick them up if I come across one at the price I want because those are two cameras I've had an RB uh, 6.7 in the past and, and that's the one I you know I want for um, for another project so I just keep looking I keep you know I keep looking for it if I come across one of the good price, and then the six by seven is just a camera I'll, I'll, I've always wanted to shoot with. So, um, so yeah. What else? So I did some tests, some scanning tests with my uh, with ViewScan and my Scan Maker six eight hundred, and uh, I try to do, I try to do a wet, a wet mount scan using mineral oil in these two uh two pieces of glass that came out of you know little picture frames because what was for some reason I'm, I'm getting newton rings like on every skin and i'm like i don't remember i don't i don't remember this happening but um but it, but then i remember i didn't i didn't scan negatives that much when i you know when i when i bought that scanner it was it was really for print for scanning print I didn't really buy it for scanning uh, negative because I, I, I was I wasn't processing my own negatives I was getting my uh, negatives processed and then with the 35 millimeter I was getting prints done and with the uh, with the medium format I wasn't having that problem so you know scanning 35 millimeter negatives is really something new to me and you know i've heard like 
how much of a pain in the ass it is. And, and now I'm seeing why. And I don't know if, if it's because I don't have a a negative carrier, like a negative holder, you know, because that scan maker didn't come with that. It just has a a little, you know, a, a scanner adapted in the top. But it doesn't, it, it was, it was, I'm not sure if it was before, you know, like, like a lot of these flatbed scanners had template holders or, you know, or negative holders or that model scanner just didn't come with one. Um, so, you know, I can't remember, I'm not sure. But, yeah, so I, I just kept scanning at different resolutions and stuff. I'm like, I'm getting these newt rings, so I just tried a regular piece of glass and then I looked up, you know, looked up online, like, you know, how to avoid Newton rings. And then some people were saying, you can get this Newton ring, anti-Newton ring glass. But I was like, I'm not buying that. But then I came across people who were wet mounting with different fluids other than, like, whatever the standard fluid is. And some people were trying mineral oil. So I tried, I did that. And, and sure enough, I didn't get the Newton rings. But that is a messy-ass... <laughs> that's a messy way of doing things and then you know it's, it's like the negative thing getting ruined but it's just it's so it's such a slow process and it's so messy because it's hard getting that mineral oil off it's, it's just a you know it's just a messy process um, and I don't know if because I know like the V700 comes with or you can buy or the V700 and above you can you can buy or in the case of like the 850 or something like that or 750 it comes with the fluid mounting applications and stuff like that uh so i don't know if if, if that little you know fluid mounting tray thing makes it easier and in, in the uh, the actual wet mounting fluid is actually easier to clean you know, I'm not sure. I didn't look at it well, you know, enough. I just saw people doing it, and I was like, all right, well, let me try it. And the other thing it did was, you know, it was like no dust at all. Oh, no, you know, I always get like a piece of dust no matter what I do, uh, but there was none. So I was like, oh, I can see. Because when I first heard about this wet mounting, I was like, man, bullshit. I was like, it's just something else. Just something else to, you know, because scanners have pretty much reached their peak uh i mean the highest scanning resolution you can probably get is probably with a drum scanner and it's like what else can you do with with a scanner i mean i'm pretty sure somebody's gonna come out with something but i'm th i was thinking at the time when i first heard about wet mounting and i think that was like two years ago maybe a year ago i was thinking all right here's another thing that to get photographers rousted up about to get or to do but uh, yeah, after I did, I was like, oh, okay, I see. <laughs> I totally see. And that one that I did, that one wet mount that I did was, it, it just came out so much better than um, than, than the, just a regular scan. Without doing, without changing any uh, settings at all. I just, it was just the same thing. I scanned one and then I scanned the same thing using the wet mount. Uh, and then after I did that, I was like, okay, well, let me see if just using the glass would, would be the same thing. But, you know, it wasn't. So, uh, so anyway, that's just a little update. Uh, just, just so I can stay on task, stay on point. I've been trying to do 
uh, do these on, on, you know, no later than Tuesday and then do another one at the end of the week sometime. But, uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, tell us at straighttalkuncut.com if you got any questions or comment. Like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I talk straight about. This is Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.